What's up, guys? Welcome to Winnipeg's Finest, the podcast where we get personal with notable Winnipeggers. If you haven't been with us before, here's what you've missed. Like, I even feel like I've always known that I was supposed to be here. So it's like, even if there was stuff that I went through, I always went through it knowing that Mm -hmm. this isn't like the end of everything. This isn't the end of the world. If there's anything actually that I would tell myself is to not be so afraid of failure. Oh, yeah. Um, how different was it for you to uh, watch a movie where Kevin Spacey is the villain? I mean, I feel like they just told him to be himself. <laughs> it's like, dude, be a shitty person who's a predator and, like, does bad things. And yeah. Kevin Spacey is like, I got you. Oh, boy, this is my role. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mr. Professor, thank you so, so much to the fans who continue to support. You guys are awesome. We love you like crazy. This is why we love podcasting. This is why we love bringing you guys episodes. Please remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Remember to follow us on social media at WPGS Finest Pod on Instagram. And make sure you're staying posted and telling people about the podcast. We appreciate and love the support you give us. So just know that it lifts us up so much and we're very grateful. What's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Winnipeg's Finest. Today's guest is the wonderful, lovely new host of The Night Show on KISS 1023, Sarah Nick. Sarah is a radio host. She's also a business owner. Sarah's a fantastic time. This is her second time being on the podcast. We talk a lot about her business. We talk a lot about social media. We roast the social dilemma ruthlessly for like 10 minutes. It was a fucking awesome time. Today's episode is brought to you by Unity Underwear, the best underwear on the planet. Made here locally in Winnipeg. It's 95% bamboo, 5% spandex. It is thermoregulating, hypoallergenic, and it is moisture wicking. It's fantastic. If you use our code WPGSFINEST, you get 20% off all purchases. Also brought to you by Jellyfish Float Spot, the best place in Winnipeg to receive float therapy. If you use our code WPGSFINEST, you get 15% off all float purchases. That's 1-5%. And here's our episode with Sarah Nick. Technology's fun. And it's recording. Take two of this fucking episode. <laughs> Okay, let's try it again. Oh my god! Oh, I cut. Are you serious? I cut out there again. Oh my god! Um, my computer's as nervous as I am today. Oh uh, my god! Are you nervous? Like I don't even. I'm not even with you in person. This is all Zoom. This is 2020, baby. I know. We, yeah, we haven't done an in-person podcast in a while, and there are some lost episodes that I won't bring up. But <laughs> I liked the podcast that we did. That was when uh, Tyler and I came to your house and we gave you a bunch of chips. Yeah, that was a good time. I feel bad because Kana wasn't there, but... Yeah, right. This is the first time we've actually met. I know. Oh, my God. You're so gorgeous. I love your glasses. Thank you. Don't tell him. It'll go straight to his head. He doesn't... Already right to my head. I love it. Good. Use that. (laughs) I'm going to tweet that later. I hope you know. Uh, Yeah. You obviously need to tweet that. Yeah. The Twitter army will be on that. The Winnipeg Twitter army. I'm calling them now. Yeah. The... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no comment on Winnipeg Twitter, especially yeah. today. <laughs> I, I think I'm done with Winnipeg Twitter for the night. That's all I have it's to say. been a wild time, guys. You don't yeah. even know. You know what? I wasn't even like I deleted the Twitter app on my phone <laughs> like three or four months ago. No, longer than that. A year ago. This mother ha- motherfucker had to go to the desktop to deal with this shit. <laughs> yeah, I literally. You, you deleted it too soon. You missed all the Winnipeg drama the last month. 
I know. Well, I'm on it on desktop, but like I'm witnessing slander on desktop. That's not. That's yeah. kind of like driving your mom's car. It's not the best. <laughs> not ideal. It's not ideal for anyone. Yeah, I get that. No, no. And I, I think Twitter is such a cesspool, I think, because it's 280 characters. You can't talk to people on Twitter and everybody's trying to get takes off. It's like they don't want to DM. And if you're going to DM, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'd rather just fucking talk to you. <laughs> I know. Right. And then they started doing the threads and then I got lost doing the threads. So I just try and keep it very generic. But sometimes I sound like I'm not human when I do that. So I'm like, mm, is this platform worth it at the end of the day? Yes, because I love everyone on there, but also at the same time, I can never get my point across. No. Yeah. No, you Twitter can't. Twitter's the and most I- impossible app in the world. Right? There's there's no winning with Twitter. Like, no, there's not. And there's a lot of like politics stuff going on right now, if you feel what I'm dishing. So that's just like a whole toxic environment on its own. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Yeah. yeah. And also, Twitter's fucking disgusting. Like, I remember when I was... Like in 2016, 17 was really like, I thought peak Wild West Twitter, in my opinion. <laughs> but like, I remember there was this one thread. It was just like, I was like, why the fuck would you tweet this? And they had like 30 replies to it by this one person. I'm not even going to say what happened in the thread because it was okay. repugnant. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. I was like, man, like, this is what I'm doing with my time, like staying on this app. Mm-hmm. reading shit like this mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, it got me through isolation though i'm not gonna lie man like without my fair. social media apps like i'm obviously huge on social media so without those apps i would have been like lost you can't you couldn't do anything this year has been just uh just an adventure on its own <laughs> yeah did you have you watched a social dilemma yeah i did i watched that actually when i was visiting my family uh in alberta Holy moly. I'm like, yes. I was like, this is all. And it's so crazy how accurate it is. Cause you learn some of that actually when you go to like radio school Mm -hmm. and then they just extended on it. And now it's more up to date. I went to radio school, like, I don't know, like seven years ago or whatever. And it's just mind blowing. Like it's crazy. Those people are sneaky, but they're so smart. So smart. My least favorite thing about the whole thing, I mean, other than the guy's name being Tristan. <laughs> okay, that was the, I was like, wow, what a loser. Like, <laughs> he sounded nerdy. I mean, I love him, but like, holy moly. I just, the it's, fact that his name was Tristan, I'm like, you, you cannot, so... you cannot spell it Tristan if you're going to call it Tristan. Yeah, it's just, it was just, it was really, really like formal for Tristan. <laughs> it was very VIP Tristan. That'd be like, Sarah. Like, yeah. I, no, you don't call me Sarah. My name is Sarah. <laughs> like, yeah, like if you're going to pronounce it like that, it's got to be like there's a guy in the NBA, Kevon Looney. It's But it's spelt K-E-V-O-N. It's not Kevin. And he's like, no, nah, yeah. it's Kevon. Like, if it's it was, very interesting, hey? Yeah, T-R-I-S-T-O-N. Okay, now it's Tristan. <laughs> I'm going to name my kids Tristan from now on that's gonna be up there on the list (laughs) if it's a boy or girl it's gender neutral yeah i was gonna say that is definitely like because it's pretty fancy could be a girl nick could be yeah and and i know tristan's who are boys and girls truth so it's versatile there we go but yeah no my (laughs) also my least favorite thing actually no my least favorite thing other than tristan 
this took the cake. I hated like the fictional family storyline. I, I hated that so much. Okay, that was really weird because that's what Riley ended up falling asleep because he's like, what the <laughs> hell are we watching? Like it went from like this serious documentary to this weird, like really terrible acting family. <laughs> it was that's what it was. I was like, okay, this part is terrible. It's trash. But the information that they gave you was cool. But the brother and sister thing, I don't know. I was like, mm, it's kind of awkward. I just, I, I, I was thinking that if I had the balls, I, like my parents are immigrants, right? So if I had the yeah. balls to smash their kitchen safe with a hammer, they would have hit me. That girl was wild, man. Like, <laughs> chill the fuck out. They would have hit me with that fucking hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> That is hilarious. Like my brain health is non-existent if I tried yeah. that shit. It would. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, yeah, that, hit and miss. There was good parts. There's a lot to pick up on, but um, overall, it gets like a I guess like a six point five. I think that's a good rating. Yeah, that family too. That, that had family all- was just so bad at acting that it really, really dropped the scores on Sarah's Rotten Tomatoes. But they had, <laughs> they had all the representation. You know, they had the mixed family, but two of the, the two older kids looked more white, so you could tell there was a divorce yeah. and then a remarry to get the third one. See, what they need to now do is do like a prequel of how this family came to be. Screw the technology side. Tell us the story about the family. <laughs> now I'm invested. Now I want to fucking know. Right? Yeah. That's and, what I'm saying. And That's then super funny. The pre-prequel on how they chose such shit actors to play the family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have this Netflix documentary coming out. Low budget. We're going to pay you guys next to nothing. Let's see how you do. Well, it yeah, they proved that. So <laughs> well, you, you get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. Yikes, Netflix, figure it out. You know why it sucked though? Because that stupid, unnecessary storyline forced them to make up a social media platform for the people to yeah. use. You didn't need to do that. We all know what the fuck you're talking. Like we're all <laughs> well aware of Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't try to throw Pinterest in there. Nobody's sliding in DMs on Pinterest. Okay, <laughs> like, there's no slander I didn't even, on Pinterest. I didn't even know there was like a president of Pinterest <laughs> and all that. I was like, oh my god, where did all these people come from? Like, all right, I'm out to lunch when it comes to technology. I couldn't even figure out how to work Zoom today. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, they had to create that fake platform, and then they did the whole people operating the app to get you. No, no, there's no people all the time operating the app. It's a, t- it's very, a app. It was very like cartoonish when they did that too. And I was like, oh, this is really cheesy and kind of cringy. Like, yikes. Yeah. But I mean, I did. I liked the information they gave. Yeah. But, but it needs to, yeah, it needs to work on the storyline a bit. There. The, the family was like, I, I kind of want to rip on this fucking family for You an guys hour. should just do a podcast. I'm not even kidding about the family because I would invest time listening into that. I, I, just, would, I would prefer to hear what happened to this family over what happened to Sarah Nick. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that kid when he's like talking about the girl and he sees the girl. That whole beginning vibe gave me the vibe that he was mm-hmm. not like succeeding with her. So he needed to like simp for her and get yeah. her attention to get on the app. But then he mm-hmm. just like magically has a picture with her and is like, yeah, I'm posting. Like, no, you fucking didn't have that. You didn't I know. Have that shit. It's uh, 
Now that we've talked about this show, I feel like I would never recommend it to anybody. <laughs> the first 10 minutes of this podcast is now just down the drain. Wonderful. <laughs> Good start, guys. Love it. Well, I, I thought you were talking about the social dilemma for a second. I was like, yeah, who cares that it's giving us vital information? <laughs> that fucking annoying family ruined it. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. Yeah, it's okay. though. How's, uh, how's nighttime radio treating you? Um, it's interesting. Uh, this has been a total flip because, you know, clearly I'm used to waking up at four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and now I'm going into work at like, I don't know, like eight o'clock at night. So it's been very different that way. I do really like nighttime radio. I miss mornings, obviously. I miss my audience in the morning. But nighttime radio is a whole different ball game, man. You get away with way more stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's kind of nice though, hey, because it's just on the. Is it just on the weekdays? Yeah, so it's it's a really good like shift because I've been doing a lot of like freelance work outside of doing radio. My main focus is always going to be radio, but um, yeah, it's been it's been good because you're only on air like you're. I'm on air nine till midnight Monday mm-hmm. to Friday. And like, again, it's very flexible. I'm not as stressed out almost because it's just more like laid back. People are either doing night shift or getting ready to go to bed or whatever the case is. So it's a lot different in the morning. A lot of people are grumpy and you have to be more like on point. So um, it's just, it's more chill. It's, I love the vibe of it. It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember uh, I interned at a radio station last time. I'm not going to say what, just because reasons but the the program director there was telling me he would never invest in nighttime radio because it's not worth it so like i thought everybody when he told me that, i thought everybody was like that so i heard you got the night show i was like oh shit i didn't i didn't know they did this yeah it was very um interesting so a couple days after i got canned from energy yay um rogers media actually reached out right away and was like listen like we don't want a talent like yours to go to waste and we really want you in our talent bank. And I'm like, well, that's pretty awesome. Like, what do you have to offer? So uh, long story short, they ended up actually like creating this position. They, they didn't really have that in the works until I got fired. So they came up with this position to do nights just so I could stay in media and be in their Rogers pool, like their talent bank pool, uh, get paid and still have like recent audio. So if a full-time job um, that in mornings or whatever popped up, then at least I had like some recent audio to give them. Mm -hmm. So it was really awesome. Like Rogers has been really cool that way. Like um, everything that I've asked for, such as resources, anything like that, they have been on it. It's been, it's been a really nice transition and a really easy transition but also fast at the same time mm-hmm. yeah no that that, that uh, wrong time to blow my nose that makes a lot of sense um that makes a lot of sense i guess with the whole change and whatnot did you find it was difficult to get back on your feet well when i first got the news of uh my departure from energy i was extremely bummed and also really nervous because I know once you get fired in radio, it's pretty hard to get back into it. Or if you quit radio, right? Like it is a very, very competitive field to be in, especially as an announcer. Um, and that's all I know is radio. That's all I've done my entire life. Right. So 
to not really have any other skill sets to rely on necessarily, except for radio and everything involving radio. I'm like, what am I going to do? Because COVID happened. There's not a lot of jobs in this field. Like I am, I'm screwed. So I was more upset about that. And then it happened really fast. Like, like again, I got to thank Rogers because they reached out to me right away and they created this position and put me in this spot where I could actually still be on air, get my bills paid and do my thing. Right. So it was very easy for me to land back on my feet. However, it's not that easy. Typically. Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Is, I mean, was it kind of like you're looking at it like, okay, like night radio may not be as fruitful, but I'll take it. Or was it kind of like, no, this is just as good. Like, let me get, get back in there. Well, obviously mornings is like your top dog, right? Mm. Like everybody wants to do mornings. That's the dream from when you're like itty bitty. So then getting that position in evenings was very different, but I I didn't really have to think about it much because I looked at my options that were out there at the time anyways. And I was like, you know what? This makes me be on air still. I'm still in Winnipeg. I'm still rocking the airwaves, doing my thing. And with a bigger company that's across Canada that wants to eventually offer me like different gigs if there's full time out there and, you know, or daytime parts or whatever the case is. Right. So it was a very, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it out. I haven't done nights ever in my entire life. And it's giving me a lot more time to sleep in a lot more freedom on there. And, uh, just a different audience to reach out to as mm-hmm. well. Like I have a very different audience now. I'm loving it. They're so great. They're super kind. And half the time they might be uh, a little bit tipsy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I noticed that about nighttime radio. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, you yeah. get a really weird crowd for sure. I like the crowd though, because I'm also a weirdo. So it kind of works hand in hand. Like lots of people have said to me, you fit nighttime radio really well. And I'm like, oh, I thank you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I also want to do mornings, but they're like, yeah, we liked you on mornings, but it's kind of cool because you brought your morning show tonight and actually provided entertainment for those who are working at night who never really got to hear local stuff or local content or local voices, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is is there like, is there anything different about how you approach your shows going in? Like, how how do you know that okay, this is going to be entertaining, this is going to be dope, people are going to want to listen to this? Well, a lot of stuff that I've learned over the years, especially in Winnipeg, is that Winnipeggers love local things, and I happen to be very very local. I know a lot of local people and businesses and things like that, so I bring all of that into the nighttime show. I still do the fun topics because I do really want to create interaction, especially in the nighttime for those people who really don't have anyone working the night shift is no fun. We all know that, so um, it kind of provides them some entertainment value, which I really like. Um, it's weird because I'm talking to myself now. I'm not talking to Tyler anymore, right? So. I have a picture up of uh, friends in the studio and it's almost like I'm talking to them. So it's more comfortable for me doing a solo show is a lot different, believe it or not, but it's really challenged me to be artistic, like have a really creative mind and how I can set things up. And now I'm in control of absolutely everything. So whatever I want to say, my opinion, whatever, it's all valid because it's my show. <laughs> yeah. Who, who the fuck's going to stop you? <laughs> right. Before it was like Tyler, not that he stopped me at all really half the time, but it's, it's, yeah, it's a different vibe. It's cool. 
Yeah, and you needed a certain amount of Lady Gaga references to get through the morning, but... Oh, man, the one thing I don't miss is rain <laughs> on me every two seconds on Snapchat. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm like, Tyler, relax. I love you, kid. I love your love for Gaga, but can't listen to rain on me seven times in the morning. I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to ask about that, like, music taste. Kiss is pretty open. Yeah, so they actually, when they hired me and they did like the shuffling of the lineup, they said to me prior uh, of me actually signing my contract and all that, we're going to be changing up the music a bit. Because so, I was like, oh, are we going to be playing Christmas music for four months or is that is that changed? How is that working? So um, they've made it more hot AC is what it's called. So it's more like top 40 and adult contemporary kind of mashed together so it's been a very easy transition with that because i know all the artists and a lot of it is the same demographic that i'm used to so it's the same artists essentially the same demographic so the transition was extremely easy when it came to music and all that what were they before so they played um so it was just adult contemporary so it was just more like mom songs and now it's more like hip mom songs if that makes sense i fucking love mom songs though <laughs> right I know. they had a good playlist to begin with but they just wanted to like update it a bit right like it needed some refreshing and i think that that was a really good direction that they did especially because now the moms that they were catering to are now older and their demographic yeah. is now a little bit younger right so um so it was it was a good it was a smart programming move for sure for kids yeah that's fair that's fair and now you're just gonna put a bunch of drake in there huh oh my goodness i told uh my new program director his name's kevin i was like dude i love rap i was like so anytime we'll toss some rap in. he said yeah we'll toss some rap in. there was like biggie smalls playing on my show the other day i'm like damn this is sassy i love it it's so great <laughs> yeah you know i'm actually i was so happy when hot 100.5 came up a couple of years ago yeah, that was a that was an interesting flip because I was a part of the station for that, mm -hmm. um, and they were like they were Jewel before, so that was a complete turnaround. Jewel, for them. like J U U L, like like Jewel. Uh, do you remember that station? No. Okay, well that vaguely, vaguely. Oh, that just goes to show that the format flap flip was probably a, a good decision, I guess. Well, were they in Winnipeg? <laughs> They were in Winnipeg, yeah. Um, to be honest, I can't like they. I think they were playing like gold hits, so like really old music, and like B side of albums. Like it was a very weird. I've never listened to them. It's, I feel bad because I was in the same building as them, and I did love the staff over there and everything. It's just I couldn't get into it. Yeah, but it was very old. So when they flipped over to Hot One Hundred Point Five, that was probably like a really smart move for them because I don't think many people knew who or what jewel was just like you guys no, <laughs> so there I, you go i didn't even i thought they just brought it up out of thin air i was like damn 100.5 is now a thing cool i didn't know yeah i know they actually flipped a station so it was very interesting to be there for a station flip because you know you get the you get new imaging this all like radio nerdy shit you get new imaging new colors new logos it's cool how they do it yeah that's interesting i don't know my favorite radio station is classic 107 classic 107 yes get those actually my girlfriend really likes that station too she's like sorry i never listened to energy i really like classic 107 i'm like oh okay i didn't take you as that kind of person but sure that works as long as you're supporting local radio i'm good it's yeah, I'm good kidding. i'm kidding i don't listen to classic 107. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I don't know. I don't want to judge anyone because I judged her, and then she's like, "No, I actually do listen to that." I'm like, "Oh." No, you can shit. you can judge me. I will never take it personally, or even if it is personal, I don't care. Like, it's <laughs> just brush it off. That's completely Sound a lot like me. Yeah, Sound I, a lot like me. I talk way too much shit, so if it comes back to me, I'm like, "Yeah, that's fair." That's yeah, totally and it's fair. also like getting recorded, so yeah, they have proof too. <laughs> oh yeah, people have proof of all the stupid shit I've said, like. Man, there, there's only like one or two episodes we took down because I was like, I don't want people listening to that story anymore. Yeah, we, we need to edit that out ASAP or whatever the case is, right? Well, it was it was like a year later. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be as bold with that story anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not one that you're proud of. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> you know, I used to like flip through the radio dial when I was younger and I was like, I don't know what this station is. I don't know what this station is. And then like, I went out to rural Manitoba a bunch of times early mm-hmm. in the year and I was like, oh shit, that's what that is. <laughs> Altona's got radio, like damn. I love going, like doing road trips. Like I just went to Alberta and like going through like radio stations and hearing different personalities, especially like in small towns because that's your up and coming talent, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I was there not long ago. So it's just, it's cool to hear what kind of talent Canada has and the ideas that these kids are getting, I'm like, oh, girl, you're going to like slay in the industry one day. You know, mm-hmm. you just need your breakthrough, your lucky moment, and you're going to do really, really well. So yeah. it's, it's cool. I love, I just, I love radio so much. Like I could talk about it for years, honestly. So when people say it's a dying industry, is it hands? Like, is it on site? Oh, you know what? Okay. Here's the thing about radio so a lot of people think it's like a dying industry because you got spotify you got all that stuff um but especially in winnipeg man people are craving your local news and your local talent like when i got let go to see all the support that came across the city of winnipeg i'm like this is just goes to prove that radio is not dying at all Mm -hmm. these people enjoyed the show or needed that outlet or whatever the case is or are invested in radio in general like that's really made me believe you know what what we're doing on the airwaves actually impacts a ton of people and sometimes you forget that so it was almost like a good wake-up call being like you know what we're not a dying industry at all if anything I think especially during COVID, we were people's outlets to talk to, right? When they were going through depression or mental health issues, whatever the case is. Like we had so many listeners call in and be like, you know what? Just hearing you guys in the morning or whatever the case is uh, made my day. And it's like, that's great. So Mm -hmm. I think more people, if you are going through anything like that, rely on radio sometimes. Try it out if you're not a radio listener. See if you like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, I guess. I mean, honestly, I still don't know what Sirius XM is. Still have no idea. That's a whole different ball game. That is, a, that is a hard, hard no. <laughs> Why is that? I'm just like, I just, I appreciate the music because they're always playing cool music and whatever else. But I just believe so much in local talent. And mm-hmm. I think that we need to invest our time in local announcers like that's why i think it's so sad that you know these big companies aren't having like overnights or eliminating some positions in radio to do syndicated shows because these kids especially need experience on their resumes and they're not going to get that like if these big companies just expect like these kids to come out of school and handle a morning show well newsflash they don't have any experience they don't know how to do any of that 
So you're going to have bad talent on air, essentially, or inexperienced talent, I should say. So I think that uh, companies need to really invest in their shows and their announcers in general. Yeah. Kids just go out and start podcasts, right? Like start, start <laughs> Or do a podcast, right? Well, a lot of people asked me when I was during the transition before I announced anything, you know, like, why don't you start a podcast? Why don't you do this? And I was like, I have things coming up. <laughs> yeah. we're all coming together <laughs> I, I thought I saw in your story once that you were going to start a podcast or you were thinking of it I was so um, I actually was going to launch in September but because of all this stuff that happened I am now postponing that because mm. my life has been so busy lately like I haven't been able to do really anything like even scheduling you guys for this podcast like it took so long to do because yeah i've just been doing so much around the city and mm. w you know with the new job and everything it's just been wild so i would like to do a podcast do i have a date on that anymore absolutely not it's kind of when things start to slow down if i have time for it i'd absolutely love to try it out and just see what kind of reaction i get for sure do you have an idea I do. So my idea was to do like the biggest trending story each week. So like, for example, when Kanye West announced he was going to run for president, because I could talk about that for hours, right? And that's something that's always going to be relevant. There's always going to be a big story of the week. When mm -hmm. I got fired, that was the biggest story of the week. I could have done an episode of that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so whether it's local pop culture or anything like that, I'm pretty well-rounded in rap, obviously, as, as a lot of people know. Mm -hmm. uh, so Anything pop culture related, local related, it was, it was kind of skewed towards that. But um, again, uh, life got really busy really fast and things changed extremely fast. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You could have probably done like a whole 10 part documentary series on Kanye West running for president. Oh my God. Well, and every day, like, because I was at Energy at the time and we were doing the morning news feed and it was like every single day there was a new story about Kanye. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, frick, man, like I want to like do this on a podcast because I have so many thoughts. But at the same time, it's like, huh, I just, I couldn't find time to do it yet. It just yeah. wasn't happening. It's a good thing I didn't launch when I did or else I would have been totally screwed. <laughs> yeah. And podcasting is dope because like, who's my director? Who, Kanan? Kanan doesn't give a fuck. And what? He can't take me. He can't, he can't take me. Like, it's, <laughs> what's he gonna hey, do? bro. You want to bet? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you, you need bet, to chime in. <laughs> man, man. You know what? Let's make this our next segment. We'll have a fucking three-round boxing match. Kanan, we'll you're going to get stoned and forget. Like, I'm... <laughs> straight yeah, bro, that shit gives me superpowers you know that uh that's yeah, but awesome I, yeah but i don't think it's kind of superpowers you want to waste on me there you go hey, buddy you want Call the smoke uh, you got it bro i, I think that went over canon's head but regardless it's it's cool it's cool that was that was a sex joke canon anyways for the kids at home oh, uh dude i, don't have yeah, I have kid listeners keep it pg please <laughs> Yeah, if the kid, right. if they if they know anything about our show, then they're already so far corrupted. It's not. They know <laughs> anything about me? It's very yeah. I'm not on air right now. I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck. What what am I gonna do? Be like uh, the director, uh, aka whoever is on the Instagram account quicker, me or Kanan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cancel Sarah. That's gonna be trending. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah no cancels. problem. Honestly, I think you gotta do something pretty bad. Actually, no, you don't. You. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen so many people this year get canceled like in the blink of an eye like one second everybody loved them and then the next second everybody's like fuck this oh fuck I can't it go. was you're good you're good now yeah okay thank the lord there you go you're good go ahead Tara. 
Okay. Anyway, sorry. I was going to say, no, the cancel culture in this city right now is just insane. Like, ugh. Yeah. Cringeworthy. We had Bare Body Sugaring get canceled in the span of two days. My personal favorite. We had... I love Clarissa. She's such a kind angel. I love Bare Body. Yeah, Twitter doesn't think so, Sarah, so fuck you. That's... Oh, my God! Twitter's always right. Come on. That's true. Twitter has, has been saying a lot lately. I mean, though, I, uh, I don't hate it because I've had, like, really not a ton of heat on me, which has been pretty nice. I mean... I feel bad for others, but at the same time, like I've had no drama on it necessarily or anyone really bad mouthing me. So it's been, it's been pretty good to me. The Twitter army has been pretty nice to Sarah. I got to say. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously the, the Twitter army, it's usually like a couple, actually, no, that that's entirely dependent on the case, but it's like Nicole Zajac is always canceled like <laughs> over canceled a month like or two this year, dude. People are terrible. The cancel culture, man. Well, there's like four people online. Every once in a while, I'll get bored and I'll, I'll Twitter search her name. And there's like four people who tweet about her like every three weeks. It's like... Man, it's... Yeah, it's crazy. Every time you go on that app, I swear. Like, here we are back to Twitter because it's just... It's a vicious... It's a vicious app, man. They got to like figure that out. Oh yeah, crazy. I'm, I'm going to be on there. Somebody's going to listen to this and be like, man, Nicholas Malone talks a lot of shit. And then I'm not going to hear it till like three weeks later. Kane's like, oh, by the way, you got canceled. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, see, <laughs> I'm not going to get canceled. It's going to be you to get canceled. I'm so surprised I haven't gotten canceled. Like, truly and honestly, I'm very shocked I haven't been canceled. We've said some dumb shit on here, bro. Like, it's just like... Really <laughs> dumb shit. Falls so- out. That's, that's going to be our, our shirt. When we finally close a podcast, we'll put like the amount of days that it lasts and be like, and somehow didn't get canceled. Like, right. 900 For whatever days. Reason. Well, actually don't make them yet. We'll see after this episode, how it goes. <laughs> yeah, we, we gotta <laughs> wait. We, we gotta wait. I, I think the Tyler episode was the closest we'll get, but watch we'll, we'll get for we'll now. Get. You guys did really well. You know what? And I commend Tyler on that episode. He like it, Tyler, Tyler and I have a very, like, obviously we're best friends, but he's always been the more emotional. I'm more of the like, I just want to have fun and like, I'm kind of an asshole sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like to, I, I'm not surprised that he got upset on the podcast because he's actually been extremely, I think, dealing with a lot, obviously, because you guys heard about the death threats and all that stuff. Just same thing that I've heard. So mm-hmm. it's, it's shitty. I don't want to see anyone go through that, let alone like your best friend and, that just like that hurts in general because I know like this wasn't Tyler's fault, any of this. Right. And I want to make that like super clear. And that's what I've been trying to do my best of, right. Is like, listen, like you don't need to listen to energy one Oh six anymore. You don't need to like their show. I get it. I understand where everyone's coming from, but also you can't be an asshole to my best friend. Cause he literally didn't do anything. He didn't even know what was going on until the day of like, it mm-hmm. was so fucked up when it happened because neither of us knew and just like tyler was saying on your last podcast like we went upstairs to go do show prep and like within five minutes my entire life was like taken away from me like it was so so quick and i never really understood why like it just i get the rating saying i understand that but like also it it wasn't like it wasn't i don't know man it just it wasn't explained to me properly and that's what hurts the most because it's like you go through a breakup, right? And someone mm-hmm. just randomly dumps you and it's like, well, why, what did I do? And then you're constantly thinking about that. That's been going on in my head for the last month. Like, 
what the fuck did I do? Everything was good. I got along with everyone. I have the skill set. I have the uh, clearly a following. Like it just, it was very bizarre. And Adam and I had a very close relationship, like my program director and I. Mm-hmm. So it, it really hurt. Like it, it hurt because my best friend was gone, a boss that I, that I generally liked, mm-hmm. um, you know, a station that I was super passionate about. And that's all gone all of a sudden. And you're like, okay, well, fuck, do I have to pack up and move? Like, what, what am I going to do next? Like, I don't, like, you just don't know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's so, super. Yeah, and like, it, I, I didn't cry in the office or anything like that because I'm, I'm, I'm a very, when it comes to emotions, I really bottle them up, which mm-hmm. is probably a big problem. But um, I know after, like, I drove my car into this random Tim Hortons parking lot and I just started bawling because I'm like, what, like, what is going on? Like, you know, I'm waiting for Tyler to call me to tell me that he also got canned because they said they were restructuring. So in radio terminology, restructuring is taking two parts of the morning show and replacing, not keeping one. Like that makes no fucking sense to me. So yeah, I'm waiting for him to call me and he never calls me. And I check snap map because I'm a creep and he's still at the station. So I knew almost right away that he kept his job and I just got let go. And I was just, it was so, so devastating. Yeah. And that sucks. I have no idea where Kanan went, by the way. He just fell off the earth. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> he was hitting his vape or his, his, his jewel. Vape, yeah. Whatever the fuck he was doing. So I'm sure he'll, he will be, he will be back at some point. Maybe who knows, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's tough. I mean, and it, Mm-hmm. I think the the breakup analogy is great because like I think everybody's kind of gone through one of those breakups where it's like why are we breaking up? Yeah, like I thought everything was good, you know, like I feel like I felt like everything was good, and I think that's why it was so shocking. Like, mm-hmm. and I look at like I look back on that day, and I'm like, I don't know, like I just it still doesn't make sense, and I'm trying to add things up and being like, okay, like did I say something wrong on air? Did I offend someone? Was I getting a lot of complaints and it was, it's like, I've been doing a mental checklist and none of those are like getting crossed off. Like everything was fine, you know? And and that's, I, I guess, you know, that is showbiz. I understand how showbiz Mm -hmm. works, but also it's just, it's really, really heartbreaking when it actually happens to you because Mm -hmm. you hear about it, you see it. And then it doesn't really register until like a week later when you're like, my show is now gone and someone else is in control of it. And it's just like, shit. Like, I want to do, like, I want to be on that show so bad still. I was lucky because I'm still in media. But, like, I could imagine someone who lost their job in media and never got rehired. Like, radio is such an addicting passion. To have that taken away, it's like, oh, God, what am I going to do now? Like, I don't know how to serve. I don't know, you know... It's not that hard. Clothes. <laughs> well, I'm like, you know, though, like I just, those are things I've never had to do. Yeah. So it's just, it's very, very, um, it's a very interesting transition and experience when you're in that doubt, but it also makes you a stronger person, keeps you on your toes and really made me appreciate what I had mm-hmm. and what I have in this industry. Mm-hmm. Cannon's back finally, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, boo boo. Oh, I, I thought you were going to go take a poop or something. I was like, man, the guy's got to go. That's fine. I get it. You would have just left and left it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, serving's not that hard. All you got to do is complain about tips on social media. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, here's the deal, though. I actually did serve, and I was absolutely terrible at it. Um, I got kicked out of the lounge for not IDing one of my friends. And then on top of that, this is when I was in college, I spilt a drink tray on top of a family once. So serving nice. is not that easy. <laughs> no, and the tip thing, obviously, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek. Somebody's going to be like... Nicholas Bueno hates servers. They're going to say cancel. <laughs> yeah, actually, they probably won't even know my first name because there's nowhere on social media. They'd be like, this weirdo with one name hates servers. I'd be like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, no, random, really random mm-hmm. before we get back on topic. Once, like, w- when you're saying, like, oh, it's like that weird breakup. One, I had that weird breakup in high school right before my high school all-star basketball game. And when I say before, I mean, like, an hour before tip. <laughs> right? Okay. Why does bad shit happen when you're going to do good shit? Like Riley and I were planning on looking at houses and start to really invest. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, you don't have a job. So you're not going to buy a house right away. Mm-hmm. It's like you and your basketball game. Hey, we need to break up. But dude, I'm going on like court. Like, what do you, what do you mean? I mean, it's, it's I wa- always. I wasn't very high on the depth chart. It's not like... <laughs> It's not like the all-star, they were like, oh, let's try to see if we can get more dunks on the other team. Yeah, I immediately got put at the end of the bench when we were talking about dunks. <laughs> like, yo, if you want to talk about jacking 30-footers with a hand in your face 10 seconds oh. into the shot clock, oh, pff, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm your guy. But any <laughs> athletic plays, yeah, no, I'm going to sit this one out. But Yeah, okay, there you go, there you go. But no, no, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, it, that is flooring. It's, it's difficult, right? Like, yeah, I remember when uh, my mom got sick t- almost three years ago. It was like okay, everything's fine. And then you, it, I wake up in the middle of the night, my brother's shaking me. And it, my first thought is, I swear to God, I will kill him if this isn't urgent. And it's urgent. I'm like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And like, I am the worst at dealing with bad news. Like if you are going through a bad time, don't talk to me because I have the shittiest advice. And I just, I, I just am not good when it comes to doing like emotional, serious stuff. That's just not my style. It never has been. If you've listened to my shows ever, you can definitely like tell that, right? Um, When it comes to like things involving me that are personal, I'm not, especially when they're bad, I'm not an open book. And that's why I really, really did not want to share with anyone that I got fired. Like the day that I got canned and let go, I can't like I came home and I sat with Riley and I said, I'm not telling anybody until um, they come up to me or they message me like I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to make a big announcement. I'm not going to do anything crazy. But then later on that day, Adam West, my old program director, sent out a press release and then everybody found out. And that's when the next morning I was like, hey, like I woke up, I'm not even kidding. Cause I put my phone away that night because I saw the press release come out. I was like, I don't need to be on my phone right now. I had a couple wobbly pops. I'm like, that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, the next morning I woke up and I had like, I'm not even kidding, over 700 messages, thousands of tweets at me at a station in Ireland messaging me. I like, saw that, it yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a sec, but it was, it was so bizarre. And so I, I just looked at my phone. I'm like, okay, I got to just do something very, you know, like raw, emotional. Like I have to break my, my comfort zone right now because Mm -hmm. this is something that a lot of people want to know. And it's something now that I've slept on it for a day that I feel comfortable about talking. And I really have to talk about it because there's a press release out now and people, newspapers are writing about it and stuff. So 
I did the video um, that you might have saw. It just was like the thank you Winnipeg video went viral. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my first take. And it was super raw. And it was like, it was probably the most like emotional I've been online for sure. So I posted that and it took off. And, you know, I, I don't regret posting it at all because I think a lot of people could see like, hey, this is the real me and this is really raw and I'm I'm so heartbroken, but I want to thank you for following me and whatever else was said, right? So I'm happy that I posted it. It was something totally out of my comfort zone and that was a really big learning curve of how to deal with, you know, um, t- taking a really bad situation and making the best out of it almost. That's awesome. Yeah, good for you. Because I think, was that was the press release the Chris D article? So there was a press release that was sent out on like a radio job website. That was the first one that was sent out. I don't know if it was sent to specific news outlets or if they just saw it online and then picked up on it. But Christy, Uh like one of my best friends, I didn't tell her Mm -hmm. that I got fired. Uh, She messaged me that night and she said, listen, man, I don't know what's going on with you. I don't want to pry, but there's an article from Christy saying that you got fired. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, shit okay so i like look at it and i was like oh okay so that's when i knew i was like oh here we go i'm gonna Mm -hmm. put my phone away right now before it gets ugly and uh it went from zero to 100 real real quick yeah i can't remember how i heard about it but i just remember oh oh yeah oh yeah one of my friends posted the article he's like because he's a friend of wheelers and he's like i guess i'm listening back to radio now and i was like what the hell and i read it i was like what the fuck (laughs) I know. And see, at that moment, like I kind of knew, like I heard rumbling. Some some sources told me that uh, Wheeler was being hired on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, like whatever. That like, guy get it. I know what's happening now. Um, and then that press release like solidified everything. And I was just like, wow, okay. So I am officially out of energy now. Like that mm-hmm. was like a big moment where I was like, like I'm not dreaming anymore. Like this is not a dream. This is reality. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. So you got to like get your shit together now and figure out your next move. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. Like the next day we went to the beach. I did the thank you video, all that stuff. And I just started firing out like resumes to everyone I knew in the industry being like, Hey, listen, I'm freelance right now. Like if you want to, if you want me to record anything for you, I have the equipment. Like, let me know if you have any positions open, let me know. And it happened really quick, the offer at Rogers. So it, it worked out very well overall. That's awesome. Okay, talk to us about Ireland. Okay. fucking gone. This was so wild. So I didn't, there was, okay, let me restart here. Let me refocus. There was so many tweets on Twitter, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, tons. So Mm -hmm. I missed a lot of tweets that were sent to me or that I was tagged in or whatever the case is. So all of a sudden, somebody messaged me. They DM'd me on Twitter and they said, hey, have you been following this thread about Energy 106 in Ireland? And I'm like, no, like I haven't seen it yet. So I go to it. Turns out, I don't know who was tweeting at Energy 106 in Ireland, but they kept tagging the wrong Energy 106. It Mm -hmm. wasn't the local station here. It was one in Ireland. So then um, in Belfast, it was very bizarre. So this radio station actually reached out to me and they're like, hey, we have voiceover work. Um, We know that you got screwed over. Uh, Send us a demo. Let's hear what you have and let's figure it out from there. So yeah, I ended up sending them a demo tape and yeah, did some work for them. It was pretty, 
pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So we were in talks and yeah, we chatted for a bit. They're super kind out there. I told them as soon as COVID's done, man, I'm going to come co-host a show. Like the guy who's in charge there, I don't know if they called them program directors in Ireland, mm -hmm. program managers, whatever. His name was Danny that I was talking to. And yeah, they were awesome. They're like, anytime like reach out kind of deal. They were really big supporters. I have like the Winnipeg free press reach out about the Belfast station. And also I do want to note that station is kick-ass man. I streamed them when I was at the gym just to hear like their sound. So cool. They have like a really, really good dance playlist. Oh, wicked. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. That's cool as fuck. Some of my favorite things on the internet is when people accidentally tag the wrong version of that person or that thing. That is my, right. That is easily my favorite part of getting fired was that oh yeah big time like hang on you're breaking up yeah you're breaking up harder than my ex did with me before my all-star basketball game yikes that's hard what are you like in a dungeon, dude? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> you literally keep. You're like so frozen. Yeah, where the? Okay, dude. I would suggest to disconnect and reconnect. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, that's interesting. The beauty of internet. Yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't hear anything that he said, just so we're clear. I heard he shot himself in the foot. I'm on my phone, and then he just died. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to I'm gonna leave that question out for now, if there was a question in there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much the story that happened with Belfast uh, uh, in Ireland. It was It's really bizarre. Like, the case, so the shit that's come after the whole, like, you know, the whole departure, the dismissal at uh, 106 has actually opened up a ton of doors awesome. and has made me like become a completely different person. Mm -hmm. um, I'm doing like the most wild shit now. Like I went and got a tattoo done. I went and uh, what else did I do? So I took a Dodge Jeep randomly for a whole test drive one day. Like it's been crazy. The stuff that I, that I didn't think I could do, I'm now doing and meeting all these really cool people in the community, which I never was doing before. Right. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Good for you. And I know that you're also supposed to do gold eyes hosting, which didn't come to fruition, but yeah, they did. I, after everything happened, they, they also reached out and they said, listen, just so you know, you still have your job here if COVID goes away next year. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm happy to report I will still be with the Gold Eyes, which I'm really excited to actually go and host because that's really like out of my ballpark, no pun intended. But um, it will be a really cool experience. And I got to do a couple of Winnipeg uh, ice games over the winter last yep. year. And I had a blast doing it. So if it's anything like it was doing that, then I cannot wait to start. Well, my question is, will we even have the gold eyes? <laughs> I was reading that article about them signing in uh, Ontario to a new ballpark. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope so. I haven't heard any, like if I had any inside gossip, I'd tell you. But as far as I know, they would be, if COVID is all good, they would be playing in Winnipeg. I haven't okay. heard anything different. Yeah, because I heard that they so, got the ballpark, but they haven't officially moved out of Winnipeg and they can still stay. 
Yeah, they can still stay. There's a lot, like I was actually asking Riley about this. Apparently there's a lot of uh, stuff that has to be done by the city and mm-hmm. Shaw Park. It sounds very confusing. So I'm just going to let them deal with it. And then if we have a season, heck yeah, I'm super pumped. If we don't, that will suck. But also if it's a better, a better move for them, at the end of the day, I get it. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe there are some kids that Sam Case needs to go kick in the face. <laughs> See, you are going to get canceled. I'm keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> I think I made a joke about that last time you were on, too. Now that I remember, now that I think about it. Probably. I, I think I made Probably. a joke where you and Tyler were like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Okay, oh, moving Casey. on. Oh, that's so, um. I'm just thinking, it was like the last time we were on, we were so, we were such little babies. We were like, what was that? It was like two, three years ago almost. It was last summer. It was not last summer. I bet you any kind of money. There's was last no summer. way. Yeah, because I'll check I was, right now. I was like, I was okay. Broke as fuck working at Toys R Us. <laughs> okay, then maybe it was last summer. No. July 15th, 2019. Well, shit. Okay. To be fair, this year has felt like seven years. Okay. Yeah, that's that's told that. that <laughs> so that's, that's where it's coming from. What the? Oh wow. Okay. Right. Huh. Time goes by very fast, but at the same time, very slow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, we hit over nine hundred plays for the last two weeks, which is the second highest we have ever done. So. Good for you guys. Heck yes. <laughs> Raise the roof. Yeah. Ty- Tyler's episode is the fastest two hundred ever. Wow. Yeah. Lots of people want to know a lot of shit. Yeah. And he went, he went, that makes sense. He went, people are nosy. Well, and see, well, and see, the thing is, is that like, uh, Tyler's never really, he hasn't really spoke out about anything that's been going on. Right. Like I've been on a few podcasts. I've done a lot of like interviews with like the newspapers and stuff like that. Tyler hasn't really spoke out much. And like, again, Tyler is a very like articulate person. So he knows what to say and what not to say. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot more things that he could have said for sure, but I think that he did what he needed to do to also, you know, make, yeah. Yeah. Some, somebody's going to make it make sense for him. Somebody's going to hear that and be like, Tyler's hiding something from him. No, 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 no. He's definitely not hiding anything. It's just, I know, I know that there's probably a lot more he wanted to say, but maybe he didn't want to share. Cause again, you know, yeah. And it's, Tyler and it's I've radio. Talk- Tyler and I have talked about it privately. So like, yeah. And that's what I kind of figured. I'm like, he's not, he doesn't want everyone to know everything. And that's fine. Cause I don't want everyone to know everything as well. Like when it comes to like the actual firing process, I don't need people to know exactly like what the hell happened and how, like there's bits and parts you can leave out because it's just, it's not going to benefit anyone. Right. Yeah. Or which Tim's parking lot you cried in. Like, it's just not. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure a lot of people saw me cause I was like, I was like fucking beating my dashboard. I'm like, why is this happening? It was so dramatic. I'm like, all right, calm down, Sarah. Get your shit together. Holy. So, yeah, it was pretty dramatic. I honestly wish that I would have been filming it. But, uh, no, I, uh, that, was, that was a moment. That, that was, was a moment. literally me at the end of game seven of the Raptors Celtics. I was so mad. Yeah, I feel like we were probably like the equivalent of heartbroken slash angry. <laughs> I just remember, because I don't like Norman Powell that much. Like, I don't I don't right. know what it is. I don't get it. I don't know why I don't like him. I just don't think he's that good. Yeah, okay. That's he's fine. fine. He's fine for what he is, but I just I just don't like him. Like, I don't. 
Mm-hmm. And when he decided they were down by two with 52 seconds left, as soon as he got the ball, because every time he touches the ball, he goes full steam at the rim. Like somebody will get shot if he doesn't do that. And yep. I never fucking understand why he does that. It's so dumb. It makes no sense to me. You like, sound like Riley so much. I'm just, I'm dying here. This is so funny. He's not LeBron. He thinks he is for some reason. It doesn't like, okay. You don't play Detroit a hundred times a year. Okay. Anyways. So, he gets the ball, and I'm like, this dumbass is going to go take on three guys, isn't he? And he keeps running. I'm like, yeah. fucking stop running. And he keeps running. And I'm like, I swear to God, if he fucking tries to shoot this. And he did. And he got his shit slapped. I actually started screaming so much. I was like, I hate this team. I hate basketball. Who the fuck? Oh, my God. That's the rise that Bradley's like, I'm done. I'm like, oh, my God, Kate. Like, peace out, dude. I'm not talking to you for the rest. Because it's. I don't know, man. If you two watch the game together, I'm pretty sure I would probably leave. Like, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. It would be a screaming fest. It would be annoying. My dogs would be freaking out. It just is not a good look. <laughs> I think I think one of us would kill the other in frustration. And I know how big Riley is, so I'm not coming out of there alive. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know. The big dude. I'm and then c- imagine that when he's, like, angry and pissed off at the Raptors. I'm like, dude. Like, stop. I'm like, to I'm make matters even worse, room. Norman Powell didn't box out on the next free throw. I literally almost left my oh, house. God. I was that mad. I was like, you dumb motherfuckers. Okay, Norman so Powell, here's the listening. new rule. <laughs> when basketball starts, you're definitely not allowed at my house. <laughs> thank <laughs> so you, thank you. That's just the end of that. So <laughs> heads up. Yeah, you will never be invited over to watch a game with Riley because I don't think I could take two Rileys. I don't, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> I just... When the first time you watched a game with Riley, like was he trying? Was he on his best behavior? Okay, I'm crying because so the Raptors were in playoffs when Riley and I first started. This is when they like this their year they were champs, right? So when Riley and I first started dating, they were uh, in the playoffs and all How that long stuff, been dating, right? By the way, so we've been dating over like a year and a half. Okay, okay yeah, okay. over a year and a half. Yeah, so then. We went to Chicago and then we decided that we were going to go to the Bucks game because it's right down the road. So we watched Toronto Raptors and the Bucks in uh, round two of playoffs. And it was the game that they were absolutely shit in. Mm-hmm. So Riley was so fucking mad at me and like yelling at me during the game because I'm like, and this is when we first started dating, right? So I'm like, I was saying, I was like, hey, like, you know, I'm going to go, like, do you want me to get you a drink? And he was, he would just give me, like, a dirty look. And I'm like, what is your problem? Like, relax. We're, we're in the States. We're watching the playoffs. This is so cool. And he just looks at me. He's like, not now. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, anyways, we, we didn't have a good time at the Raptors game because he was so mad the entire time. I'm like, and I get it. I get it when the Raptors suck and you're a diehard fan and we've spent so much money on the tickets. Mm-hmm. Like it makes sense why you're mad, but Holy shit. This is like date number three and you are freaking out. And we are like in the States. We drove together. Like you, we can't, I can't leave you here. You can't leave me like, Oh, anyways. So yeah, it was an experience. That's when I learned Riley's a psychopath when it comes to sports and just let him do his thing and just ignore him. And then he'll be fine after. <laughs> I remember, uh, the first time I watched a basketball game with a girl, it was like we were watching game seven. I'm not going to specify the year or the team or the day because I'm mysterious like that, but it was yeah. a game seven with the Raptors. And 
I was trying so hard to like, I was like, just talk to her. Don't worry about the game till like the fourth quarter. Cause I will be, right. I will go insane. Like if I yeah. watch, if I actually focus on this basketball game, I will lose my shit. And she was just like, wow. Like we talk, we're talking a lot. Are like, you sure you don't want to, I'm like, no, no, it's cool. I just, <laughs> just really into you, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Even though your eyes are like going like to the side. <laughs> yeah. And then something happens. I'm like, fuck. And then she's like, what was that? I was like, nothing, nothing. What, <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Oh no. Yeah, but it's it's cool. It's cool, you know. That's okay. I get it. Sports fanatics, bunch of weirdos. I like sports. I just I never met someone who likes sports, I think, as much as you and Riley. So that's fine. You guys are your own you guys have your own like little cult and that's okay. Yeah, I used <laughs> I used to work with him. Great guy. Great dude. Yeah. I love Riley. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I love the kid. Yeah, he's great. I mean, I hope you love him, but that's <laughs> Some days when the Raptors play, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, they gotta be. They gotta be winning. They gotta be winning. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. Need, we'll no. need Riley on at the end to talk uh, Oladipo trade packages. Anyways, I'm kidding. Uh, you know what? I should get Riley on your podcast. You guys can just bro down about sports one day, and then maybe he doesn't have to talk to me about it all day, every day. <laughs> Especially now that they're back because of COVID. Oh my god! I told him I was like, all the romance in our lives are gone because all you talk about is like baseball or hockey or what what you have it he's he's watching it i'm like oh my god and that's not sexy that's (laughs) it was it was sexy the first five minutes it was the first five minutes it was hot and now it's like okay i don't fucking care (laughs) like just stop (laughs) i'm like oh yeah i got fired hey the raptors are playing tonight all right six sounds good (laughs) awesome riley thanks man (laughs) the the correct response to that was is gasol starting at center yeah okay i'm good i'm good yeah I'm, a rough start. I'm, I'm the one guy who keeps pining for Gasol, but that's just me. That's yeah. He had a rough start during the playoffs. So was All right. Also his hair. Okay. Sorry. Anyways, let's, okay. Let's talk. Okay. <laughs> We're talking radio back to radio. Screw the sports. Let's do it. Let's, uh, let's touch on, let's touch on, uh, uh, your business that you just started. That's it. Ooh, yes. Okay. So I'm officially like, I haven't technically launched it yet, I'm just going through the process. Like you have to do some paperwork and whatever else. So anyways, it is called cynical media. So what happened with that was actually after the whole incident happened, a lot of bigger companies started reaching out to me and big companies, they don't like to pay you under the table, believe it or not. That's how the economy works. So I actually kind of almost got forced to start a small business because I need to give them an invoice number, to be honest. Mm. But at the same time, um, it's really cool because I get a freelance now as well as do my um, gig with Kiss. And Kiss like knows what's going on. They're letting me do whatever side gigs I've been asked to do and whatever else. So with Cynical Media, it's social media marketing. Um, it's emceeing. It's pretty much a voiceover, anything to do with like radio stuff, podcasts, anything like that. Um, then I can do a rate card and all that kind of stuff. So it's a good side gig. It keeps me really relevant with media and technology and things that I love to do. And also really, uh, give back to the community and give, give it my all. Right. Cause when you're like volunteering or doing like contrast, sometimes some things fall to the side or whatever. But if you, uh, actually have a business with it and it, it almost makes you want to succeed more and do more for that company. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. I've had a lot of people reach out already and I, I, is it going to be extremely successful? I don't know. It's very early to tell, but it's been really fun creating it so far and like getting the website going and all that. So 
more to follow. That's what I have with Cynical so far, but it's, it's really cool. I'm really, really excited for it. That's awesome. Good for you. Good for you. Thank um, you. By the way, we're, we just, we're just over an hour, by the way. Oh, yeah, that went by fast. Okay, so if you need me to stop talking, just say, no. hey, stop talking. No, no. We, we're done. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I'm usually more elegant when I, when I end episodes. I actually, really early on, we first started, this one person got mad at me. We went for two hours. I was like, is there anything you'd like to say or leave before you go? And he's like, dude, why'd you break up our flow? I was like, are you serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and honestly, like, edit whatever you need to do because I know, like, I don't know how average, like, I don't even know how long you wanted our podcast to be, but I enjoy talking to you guys. So this has been fun. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. This has been dope. I mean, yeah, this is, I think we're at a pretty good point. Kane, what do you think, bro? Yep. He's like, all, the, all the dirt, all, all the things. He's like, I just want to go jewel, bro. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you it's over. We're going to wait for you to leave. We're going to run back and talk about the social dilemma family. And just fucking yeah, there you go. Roast the shit out of everybody. See, that took a long time of this podcast, but that's okay. Oh, I st- I'm still so mad. I was so excited to like sink my teeth into it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I think that they should have done it almost as like a TV series, and like broke it up because I feel like maybe they could have, maybe they could have had better flow if they did it that way instead of like a movie it was yeah it was i don't know it was very weird it's just the family thing made it seem like they didn't have enough to work with like they're like oh we made this documentary but it's like right that's what i'm saying like if they did like 20 minute episodes then it could have flown better together instead of trying to jam it all into like an hour and a half if you don't have that much material right like, nah, okay. fuck. Just, just take the family out. If it's an hour, like the family takes up like 20 minutes of the whole thing. It's so unnecessary. I would have been so good with an hour. An hour is perfect. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I think an hour of that is good. Could have capped it off, but yeah. Oh well. Yeah, we're fucking fucking Tristan. <laughs> fuck Tristan. I still love the name. I'm still obsessed with the name. Well, I like him. He seems like a good guy, but it's just like, dude, you gotta spell it with an O. You got <laughs> And that's not his. Anyways, I'm going way too off. Blame uh, his is, parents. Is there anything you'd like to say or leave before we go? No, not really. I mean, I feel like we've chatted about literally everything, which is super awesome. But you guys are kick ass. I love you both. You guys rock. If you need me ever, I'm always here for you. And also follow me on social media. I have to do the shameless plug always. Oh, of course. So at Sarah Nick FM. Yeah. You at Sarah Nick FM. <laughs> <laughs> And likewise, if you're anything from us, please let us know. Yeah, no, I will. This was awesome, you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much for being on here. We're cutting out again, so it seems a good part to end. But yeah, this is us. So I have no idea when this is going to air because we've literally been recording like three episodes a week and that's going to happen for like the Yeah, next- dude, like take your time editing, make it sound good, make it look good, do whatever you need to do and just like let me know and I'll promote it like a week before or whatever. Yeah, we'll just get we'll just, we'll just get fed up and post like all of them on the same day. We'll release like seven episodes on the same day. No, we, <laughs> Here you we'll... go, motherfuckers. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Fucking yeah, take it. Just, there you go. Yeah, listen to it. No, I'm kidding. We won't do that. Okay, then this is us signing off. I want to pick some ice. Have a good whatever how many days there are left in this week. Peace.